real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio. And on today's show, we will be featuring a pro wrestler, Scotty Riggs. He's a former WCW Tag Team Champion, which uh, was acquired by the WWE a little while back. And during his stint, he teamed up with Marcus Alexander Bagwell, a.k.a. Buff Bagwell, the brother of baseball player Jeff Bagwell. Uh, He's done a lot of great things during his career. He was also with ECW uh, with his buddy Rob Van Dam. Uh, That was also acquired by the WWE. And he was with TCW, that's Dusty Rhodes organization. He was with them, them for a little bit before they folded. And we will be getting into some things with Scotty. Uh, so let's get the latest from him. Let's get him on the line. Scotty, welcome to UCW Radio. I want to thank you in advance for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us today. Well, Lou, it's, it's my pleasure to be a part of UCW and your radio program. And, man, I, I've heard number good things about you, so let's get this thing rolling, rolling, rolling. All right, let's rock and roll. Now, Scotty, you, everybody knows you're a pro wrestler, form, formerly of uh, World Championship Wrestling, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Both of these both of these wrestling organizations got taken over by the WWE. Uh, you were a tag team champion in one of the top two wrestling organizations in the world during that time. And you achieved what most pro wrestlers just dream about. Now, I'd like to go back when you first started in wrestling, in the business, and uh, kind of find out how you got involved in it in the first place. Well, I mean, honestly, um, I started off as an eight-year-old fan of it. My dad used to take me to uh, the events in Savannah, Georgia, where I was born and raised. And um, we used to go watch Mid-Atlantic, which had Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Black Jet Mulligan, Wrestling 2, Dick Slater, all those cool cats on there way back in the, the late 70s, early 80s. Had that, uh, that, that real good mix in there. You just go see them at Savannah Civic Center every other weekend. Which was, uh, really cool back then, but, uh, you know, I basically grew up as a fan and then progressed out of that to where, um, I went to, uh, West Georgia College. Got my degree in business management and happened to meet a guy, uh, who wrestled as a nightmare, Ted Allen. This guy had a lot of influence with, uh, Art Anderson, Tracy Smothers, Randy Anderson, the referee, big boss man. A lot of people that came out of the northeast part of Georgia, the NWA. Rome area. Pardon me? The NWA does. Yeah, exactly. Way back till the NBA days. Uh, but he actually helped train a lot of those guys. Um, worked a lot with Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, 
really make it a big time was the fact that he was uh, Rey Mysterio's size before Rey Mysterio's size was cool. Right. So, but this guy was multi-talented. Knew the basics, taught us really, really well, and and in that time, I uh, started working for a bunch of promoters from uh, Greg Price, who ran Southern A Pro, to Jim Cornette, who ran Smoky Mountain, to even Jerry King Long, who ran USWA, and got my break uh, basically working um, WCW under Only Anderson when he was the booker at the time, but they only had me on a nightly deal. Actually left there on Mon Accord and went to work for Jerry King Lawler in USWA back in January of ninety five to August of ninety five when uh Jimmy Hart noticed me and Bagwell had done a music video for MTV, which aired on their Buzzcut, which was a group called uh, a group called Aha. We did a video for them, and Kemper Rogers, the guy who was producing it and editing it, saw uh, Jimmy Hart saw the work being done. And at that time, the Patriot had left. WCW Magwell kind of floundering a little bit. Right. And Jimmy Hart saw, hey, the Fantastics, the Rock Roll Express, that type of thing out of me and Bagwell. Right. So he put me and Bagwell together, and that's how he came up with the American Males, which again, yes, we won the uh, WCW World Tag Team Champions um, in Johnson City back in. 95 on the third ever Nitro, guest on meet, and probably wore those belts for a good three, six months, right in that range, uh, defending them as often as we could, and just had a blast being a part of uh, a traveling crew, which extended uh, me, myself, the... Uh, the Icon Sting and the Total Package Lush Luger. We actually were the four horsemen, I guess you could say, of good guys, even though we never did it in front of the camera. Right. We did it a whole lot on the golf course, in the gym, uh, in rental cars, hotels, you name it. We, we basically have become best friends. We trained together. We, we did a lot of things together. And, um, that's basically how my, uh, my wrestling career started. And me and Rob Van Dam happened to have become really, really good friends and are great friends as of today still. We talk at least once, twice a week, either text, phone call, me and his wife, Sonia, and their mom and dad, and everything else. Um, keep in contact on a regular basis, even though Rob's on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. And uh, I actually met Rob through that, and Rob was 
were the guys that when I left WCW pushed to get uh, Paul E. Dangerously and Tommy Dream and those guys gave me an ECW, that's which they did. And they were, as, how how uh, yeah. long was the span from your WCW and you left WCW until you hit the ECW? Uh, let's just say WCW, we were administered drug tests, um, randomly, but, and then every six months, company-wide, we did the full extent, physical, hair, blood, urine, everything in the world you can think of. Because we were owned by Ted Turner. Right. And Ted Turner's checks don't bounce. Right. And then it came down to uh, Paul Heyman. The first thing Paul said was, well, you passed the drug test here and you're automatically fired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you got the humor of that one. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. that was. That was one of the things that, uh, that was truly... You know, ECW itself was very historic in the fact that the fans were not only a part of the show, but at like like the wrestlers were, but they were even more a part because they were the ones who almost made or break you, whether or not you are loved, hated, Respected, no matter what, these guys, the ECW fans made ECW the originator that it was. Yeah, I, I agree you with know, that. WCW, you know, they ran shows or nitros, of course, nationwide in front of 20, 30, 40,000 people, but that's cool. That's great. That's nationwide, millions of people on TV. But the ECW in front of 500 to 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 people. But have those people screaming. And the fact that most of the guys, um, the other wrestlers, competitors, their egos were driven not by what belt they held or what status they held in the company, but their egos were driven by the matches they had. Oh, yeah. You know, they really, really tried to do each other on on the matches. Well, if you think you back know, then, you, Scotty, back then you had WCW, so you know that that's a different animal. You had the the, the motor or the, the the heads of the organization, the back office dictating who did what, where, why, and making the stars. Even in WWE today, that's what they do in the back office. ECW, you had well, a whole type of thing where the fans dictated whether they wanted you to be a star or not. No matter how much they push you, exactly, the fans who exactly. what, what you were going to be. I mean, I'll be brutally honest and say this, and say this without repercussion because I don't care what anybody else thinks or says or does. I love, I mean, WWE has some of the best guys from Triple H, who I know very, very well, to the 
athletes, they have some of the most incredibly talented, gifted athletes in the world, but every one of them want to be a celebrity. Every one of them want to be in movies. They want to use WB as a stepping stone in a sense. I mean, you look at The Rock, you look at... Um, John Cena. John Cena, you don't know wrist life from a wrist watch, mm-hmm. but he's their world champion, but he moves a lot of merchandise. Um, I look at Raw, and I look at SmackDown, I look at superstars, whatever they do, as basically two-hour infomercials that sell pay-per-views, that sell merchandise, because if you notice, every wrestler walks out with their own t-shirt on, every wrestler walks out with a WWE t-shirt on, a... It's marketing. It's pay-per-view T-shirt on. It's marketing through and through. It's about selling products, and that's what they're doing. It's all about. And and this man will be the first one to tell you, I'm not in the wrestling game. I'm a television show based on wrestling. Yep. Well, anybody else that's and when when you look back at it in the day, um. Raw versus Nitro, we used to do about 4.1, 3.8 to 4.1 on a Nielsen rating schedule, Nielsen ratings. And on our worst, we do like a 2.9, which, you know, just, just say it's a million viewers. Right. And then you'd have, and that'd be just Nitro, you'd have a, a 3-1. So that's 3.1 million people watching. And then Raw would have on its own accord, just say 2, 2.5, 2.5 million viewers. Nowadays, you look at the Nielsen ratings, and they're drawing 2. what? Or 2.2, somewhere along the line, 3 million people have turned away, you know, 2 to 3 million people have turned away from watching wrestling because they know that what they're watching is not wrestling anymore. They're watching a TV show. Did you know why? An episode. Yeah. And that just turns people stuck. They don't want to watch that. They want to watch wrestling. They want to be intrigued by the suspension of disbelief. They don't want to see somebody do all these flip-flops, chair shots, and tables, everything up. Get up and have somebody do a a five-knuckle shuffle or a elbow drop and get beat one, two, three by Mr. Sacco. You know what I'm saying? They they want to see a legit wrestling match. That's and that's what still sells tickets. People still want to see wrestling, whether they admit it or not, they do. They want to see what goes on in between the entrance and the exit. And if you look at it, you can still hear 
whenever I I, 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 I honestly still do watch every now and then a Raw or a, a, you know, I, I rarely ever get to watch SmackDown, but every now and then I watch Raw for the fun of it. I watch whatever. You can still hear the piped in cheers and boos, all that kind of stuff. And you can still hear out of like the top guys having matches. Boring. This sucks. You can't wrestle. You know, you still hear the stuff that they can't drown out. Yeah. You watch people on the other side, the hard camera, and what are they doing? They're watching the big old jumbotron on their cell phones going, hey, look, I'm on TV yelling at their friends. They're not even watching matches anymore. Well, that, that's why you look at Dana White with UFC. Okay, that thing. Oh, dude. I mean, that is. That is what's drawing the people now. That's going to be a billion-dollar business. I MMA has, I guarantee, don't want to, you know, you know, steal a maneuver here, but we'll definitely have the uh, the chokehold on the future of what you know uh, sports going to be like. You know, wrestling. Uh, mixed martial arts is the next venue of what people go see. I mean, even football players, T.O., uh, has his own reality show because he wants to be a celebrity. Yeah, Chad Johnson yeah, wants to be, or Ocho Cinco, excuse yeah. me. Everybody wants, wants to, to be go Hollywood. Everybody a wants celebrity. to be, They want to be Hollywood. They want to sit there, the glitz and the glamour, you know something? Like wrestling. They don't want to be athletes anymore. Oh. That's one reason why I, I, I have so much fun, to be honest with you, wrestling independence because I reconnect with the fans. And I get to get in the ring with guys who love wrestling. They don't do it because there's a camera on them. They don't do it because of a big paycheck. They don't do it because anything. They do certain things because they love wrestling. And I'm not going to put myself through some table because some Yahoo just wants to make 25 50 people go, oh my gosh, did you see that? Yeah. I learned, thank God, through uh, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes, uh, when I wrestled for uh, Dustin Rhodes' promotion, Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling, TCW, I was his heavyweight champion for uh, three times over a year and a half spam. When, when, when was that? That was um, right back around 2002, 2003. Okay. And uh, was uh, a part of this Rogers organization. And Dusty was actually trying to make that a uh, uh, one of those, you know, testing grounds one of those developmental territories oh. for Vince. Yeah, like but that. Vince didn't want to go through with it, but ah, who cares? Okay, he didn't. It would have changed the whole outlook of everything we were doing. Yeah. But I learned from Barry Windham and I learned from Dustin, those guys, that you got more out of wrestling than you did out of, you know, the spot fest that people have today. And people paid good money We'd have three, four, five hundred people out of the pop come.
show just announcing wrestling. Yeah. You know, ECW, all you had to do was put ECW coming to town, and it would be an automatic sellout, not even announcing a match. And that was what was so cool about ECW. They didn't have to amount, they, 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 they might put a list of RVD, Jerry Lynn, Scotty Riggs, Rhino, Sandman, all appearing, Sabu, those guys. But when it came down to like, this guy, that guy, and the man, Stu Hart, when he was building that whole territory, 
We had Stampede Wrestling over there. Okay, that whole organization was swallowed up by by WWF at the time. Oh yeah, you know, and without well, they they tried to swallow up a whole lot of areas. They did. And they the did. only reason they you know, they they sold all which talent from Burn Gagne's AWA because yeah. Burn didn't have the financial backing, and Vince actually split. Against his father's wishes, um, from the NWA, which way, way back when, the WWF used to be a part of. Whether people know that that part or not, I I don't know the the whole legacy of it or the whole family tree of it, but I do know that at one point, the NWA champion... Um, was a world champion. If you saw Ric Flair, you saw him one week in Georgia, the next week he's in Florida, the next week in Alabama. Then he disappeared for a couple weeks because he'd be in New Zealand or Japan or Australia or Nova Scotia or Canada. He'd actually be defending his world title against um, the number of contenders in these little territories, he would go around defending his belt, yep. having our Broadways against guys that he didn't know. Yep. Well, I mean, Barely knew a thing from, yeah. but knew they could work, otherwise they wouldn't be in the ring with them. Right. And then you got Hulk Hogan catching flights, God bless Hulkster, love the death, a friend, um, but you know you got Oaks wrestling this same guy Joe Blow, Paul Lorndorf, whoever you want to put out, whatever top hill you want to put out, time Devin Schultz, you'd have him wrestling the same guy five six nights a week, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. Traveling to the airports, wearing the wrestling gear because they had to go make their town. Wrestling the same guy all over again because they the, the guy that that sold the most merchandise. God forbid you get hurt. God forbid you get hurt. You're out of a job. Oh, God, God forbid you got hurt. You wrestled her back then, especially for Vince, because if you got hurt, you lost your spot. You lost your chance to make money. That's it. And then you were done. And then you're you're working the indie circuit, and and you're doing insurances in there, and you have no pension and all that crap. And then you then you're kind of screwed. And that that happens yeah. a, a lot of times with a lot of guys. You know, yeah. Yeah. And well, but if you look at it, you know Dana White and the UFC and all that type of stuff. They have changed their whole. Genre of their sport to where they wear the gloves, to where they're not just a boxer versus a wrestler like a third off being. Yeah. You are a fully rounded mixed martial artist. Yeah, they evolved. That's why it is so highly watched. If you ever go to Japan and you get in front of a crowd and you wonder why it's so quiet, it's not because the crowd's bored, it's because they're intently watching every 
everything that you do, and when you do something and end up, and all of a sudden you hear this loud thunder, applause, or an ooh or an ah, you you really really went and astounded them, and they applauded it, and went right back to watching what you did. Here in the states, they're screaming at you, hollering at you. You don't know if you're doing good, bad, or ugly. Hard to get a feel every now and then, but the uh, you know same thing with the MMA, same thing UFC, WEC, Pride, all nine yards, all that kind of stuff that's out there. People watch their the, what's going on inside that octagon, inside the the ring itself, just because they want to watch it. They want to see. How these guys are, you know, chess. You know, it's like it's like a chess chess match. Yeah, it's it's right. not a spot fest. It's a chess match. You got to build a, toward that crescendo. You got to suspend that disbelief. You got to make a person go, "Wow!" You got to make he really, really just knock the crap out of him, or good crazy missed him by a mile, and thank God for that cover up. Well, if you think about it, if you believe in, in the saying, history repeats itself, right now you can consider MMA like the uh, the Roman Coliseum, okay? And then oh, yeah. people are being... It, 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 it's that. definitely history repeats itself. It's, it's uh, wrestling is a very cyclical sport. You'll find it reaching this high point where... There are millions of people watching it and watch what's going on, and then it goes to a point where you gotta find every character in Yahoo in the book to try to make everybody happy. And Vince, when he runs out of places to make money in the States, he starts running overseas. Yeah. And what he's been doing as of late, running overseas a lot wherever you know he, cause he's on his up, you know, he's on the, um, Sell stock now. Yeah, well, he's, he's got to stop you. He's got to keep happy. Yeah, he's got to keep those publicly traded people happy. That's the nature of that's what's a business, not a sport anymore. Well, the WWE being a public company is a story for another day because I, I have too many things to say about that one. <laughs> but, well, uh, it'll, it'll still be around, and I still yeah. appreciate it because. If it wasn't for WWE showing out there as people's interest in wrestling would not be as nationally known as it is. And I don't say anything bitter about it. I don't feel bitter about it. I'm actually, I applaud every person that's there because they belong there. But no, it's, it's not for me. If they offer me a deal right now, come wrestle with them. I'd actually say no, because I'm not one of, I'm not a character. I'm a wrestler. Right. And if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Right. If TNA called and said, Scott, we want you to wrestle for us, I'd actually give them a second or third, fourth. I'd, I'd be sweating boats over, do I want to go to work for those guys with, Jeff Jarrett, Dixie Carter, and those cats, or do I not want to? Because they actually still put.
hate that trick in the ring, but uh, I still love the fact that those guys still put wrestling first because they know that that's what's up. Uh, well, that, they, they know what they're doing, Jeff Jarrett. You know, he's been doing it for some time. His father was doing it. He was doing it. It's not like he's a stranger to promoting shows or promoting a wrestling. Oh, exactly. Exactly. He's an artist with that. And just to touch on the WWE, let me, let me tell you something. Vince McMahon, Linda, all of them, they did a great job with the WWE. They gave a lot of opportunities to a lot of people. So, yeah, they're not doing anything back. They're, oh, they're, they're, they're doing what they're doing. doing. They're still doing guys, still doing guys great job. They're preparing guys for, you know, whether they know it or not, they're preparing people to do stuff after wrestling, which is good to a point, but the way they're using guys up beforehand is the sad part about it. They've always been that way. They've always, ever since they started uh, gobbling up the territories, it was about, okay, you have to wrestle. This is what you're going to do. And when we're done with you, this is it, because this is a business. And as long as you look at it that way, yes, you understand their point. And I, and I never slighted them for that, because it is a business. Yeah. For them. But as far as wrestling itself, if you want to get, you know, to the core wrestling. Well, when I, when I first, when I first got into it, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I was telling her, like doing my deal there was I was number forty six or forty seven that signed the contract and when I finished in the year two thousand with WCW there was like a hundred and eighty eight people under contract from Nitro Girls to referees to ring announcers to people who got signed under a deal and never wrestled once oh, yeah. in that company and were making eighty five grand a year because they didn't well I think it was WCW ATM. Yeah, but that, that's they, they they got signed because they didn't want Vince to sign somebody else up. They were afraid that they might lose somebody to Vince. That, that's why they didn't want to do it. That's back, back that's then. Why WWE folded? Well, I was talking to you know Lanny Papo, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, and he was telling me that too. You know, and because he was signed there as well, the WCW, but he didn't work. Yeah, you know, I mean that. that he was as talented as, they could, as, as anybody had. Yeah, he still wrestles. They never used him. Yeah, but he still wrestles right now in the indie circuit. He's been traveling to Canada and so on and so forth. You know, he's a, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Sweetheart, he's definitely a sweetheart. But yeah, but back then in WCW, they were just gobbling everybody up, but not doing anything with it. It's like you know, if you're throwing money out the door. The bottom line is suffering. Well, I mean, I'm not going to mention these two by name, but I know two folks that uh, were one girl and one guy that were tremendous, I mean, tremendous talents, especially on the girls' side where they're lacking somebody who knows how to wrestle and how to compete and how to... Uh, get in the ring and teach people who don't know how to wrestle, they actually fired them because as 
what you do with you, so we're firing you. Isn't that your job as a writer to find something to do with them? Not that they don't fit what you're doing. It's a reflection of you, not them. Those two people got fired because of the lack of the other guy not doing his job correctly. Well, the funny thing... That's what's what's sad about it. Yeah, but the funny thing is you look back to the old NWA, AWA, USWA, where you had the Von Erichs, you had had storylines. You had true storylines that people adhered to, the full horseman, this, that, the other thing. And they followed it. You have, you have people believed in. Yes. Whether or not that they had their doubts, they still believed it. Right now in the locker room, you know, do, do you have any kayfabe? No, there's none of that. Everybody, all the information's all uh, over. They're, they're, they're trying to, but if you look at nowadays, back then you had a newspaper that, that, that you scoured to find out the results, or you got a magazine that was three months old that gave you results that happened to something much earlier, or you got the show to find out what happened during the week, uh-huh. once a week to find out, you know, whether the good guy won, the bad guy won, or who kept their belt, but the very next night you're finding out on pay-per-views, or Five minutes after the baby was off, the internet's out there is telling you who won and who lost and who argued and who didn't argue and, and all that kind of gaga that goes on, all the politics is like good grief. Yeah, it's a lot of craziness. I think that so uh, there, there, it's, it's a different world we do live in. No doubt. Technology. And there, technology, there, brother. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's different things you blame it on, but then again, you still also go, heck, it's, it's a good thing. You know, if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't know what's going on either. So, it, it's, it's a two-headed monster. Yeah. yeah I, I know that you have, you have some stuff to do. I just want to ask you a couple of things that I'm sure people are interested in. Uh, do you have any intentions on jumping into the Hollywood thing at all? Um... Do I have, oh, uh, would you be adverse to going into films, TV? I'm not adverse to any opportunity or any networking that does come my direction. I've actually, I don't know how this gruff voice of mine comes across to you cats who are, are going to be listening to this. Or, um, see, I can make it even sound a little smoother when I want it to. Well, I can, I can make it sound really, really mean if I need to. So there are uh, a couple different aspects that, uh, you know, you can kind of grasp into. And not that I'm not looking into venturing into other avenues of uh, maybe celebrityism, you could call it, or maybe into acting, or I don't know if I want to do acting, if not more than voiceovers or certain little things like that. I don't think I could be a lead character. 
crazy. I'm not great as, I'm not great. And here, let me throw this at you and you got three weeks to learn it. Ah! <laughs> Let me improv and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll do a lot better for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, if, if, if something came my way, I would not be averse to at least, uh, I'm not ashamed, I'm not, uh, embarrassed. If it makes sense, you'll consider it. That's what it if it makes sense, I'll consider it. I, I am, I'm not bashful as in going after something that might pique my interest, let's say that much. If it's something that actually, you know, makes sense to me, I'll go after it. It'll be something that you you might have to fight me for. All right, good deal. All right, so now, so, yeah, definitely. I see that you're you're an op- you're, you're open to hearing uh, uh, whatever suggestions or, or opportunities, films and TV, if they make. Oh sense. yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that, I'm that, always that, open point, to uh, 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 any new challenge that presents itself to me, whether it's acting, whether it's voiceovers, whether it's, you know, something else that, that comes along that, that somebody else provides a chance for me, uh, I'm up for it, bro. I'm, I'm always in the mix to doing different things, so, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it gives me a chance to do, broaden my perspectives, and it gives me a, gives me a chance to you with the good Lord above is blessed me with to uh, the best of my abilities. I need to let everybody know that's going to be listening to listening to this interview. It's been a hellish time keeping Scotty on the phone because of the uh, thunderstorms and everything. We've been breaking. Uh-huh. Out, so. <laughs> Has it been that long? Wow. Yeah. So, time flies by. We're having good fun, there, isn't it? There you go. But I want to talk about two other things before I let you go because I know you have somewhere to be. Um, I know you're, you're involved with charity events, and, and you're you know, probably involved in a charitable organization. Uh, if you want to touch on that for a second. Uh, there's definitely one group that uh, I, uh, Tim Lawler, I work with a bunch called uh, ETC, Entertainers That Care. He uh, puts together a lot of different promotions with uh, reality stars, with professional wrestlers, and football players, and a couple other people along the way that um, he has made contacts with and puts together some things that I'm actually, uh, me and Sick Boy, no part of the flock, or looking uh, up to face a team that was uh, in TNA for a little while, the Naturals. Um, Chase and Stevens, I think, is there, uh, Andy Chase and some Stevens or, or, or Andy Stevens and some Chase. I can't even think of what it is. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm flabbergasting your names, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it all goes to a good cause. I have to some other stuff from uh, Virginia and in, in North Carolina and He's got the company in, uh, in Tennessee in October and Illinois in March that I'm also going to be a part of. So there are a few other things that when it comes down to it, I am a part of. And it's always great to be a part with uh, Can't 
a few other things that I've made contacts through. Uh, Alan Shepard used to um, uh, be our promotional guy. Used to do things for with him. Uh, still keep in contact with him. He always puts my name out to the guys who want to put me to uh, work and doing things for Children's Miracle Network and other things of that sort that I actually do um, take my time on my own schedule and I even come on my own pocket and do it myself at times just to, when I, when I get a chance for a smile in somebody else's face, it all comes back and I go, I've done this for a reason. The crowd has made me who I am for a reason. So I appreciate the crowd as much as the crowd appreciates me. That's a good. That's a good thing to hear. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you want to talk about um, what's going on in Georgia with you? Well, um, about your place, or do you want to bypass that? Uh, actually, it's uh, a little place in the Hillman Islands in South Carolina. It's uh, it's a little rock right off the coast. Uh, it's the electric piano. There's uh, three of us have been there since day one. We turned it into the uh, the real live only live entertainment place there is in the uh, the area. When it comes to if you even listen to the name of the uh, the club itself, the Electric Piano Bar. It's a piano bar. You walk in, the very first thing is a piano and. Wednesdays through Sundays, come by and see us. I'm always there. Glenn Anning, Adam is our uh, Adam and Kelly are our bartender, and and uh, they, as soon as they get to know you, they know your drinks, so they take great care of you. And uh, uh, when it comes down to, if you ever want to drop me a line, um, I'm the only Scotty Riggs on MySpace. Who, I mean, who wants to be a face guy, Riggs? I know of at least. And, uh, I'm also on Facebook. So if you ever want to drop me a line and say that you, you know, you heard this on that, and, hey man, you know, your voice does sound like crap, or your voice does, you, you do have a choice to change something else. You know, bing, bang, boom, hey, you never know how it's going to turn out, so. Let me just add on. There's two other ways that the fans that that I actually I answer all this stuff myself. I do it myself. I put it in myself, and it, it's 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 a blessing to be able to reach back and give back to the fans. You know, as as minuscule as it may sound, you know, it, it's still something that I can still. You know, if, if they have a question, if they have, no matter how silly it is, I'll, I'll spend a couple hours a day here or there, a couple hours a week or however it goes, answering those questions to those people. That's good. You're giving back to the people, and that's what fans want. They want interaction, and you're giving that to them, and I commend you for that. Do my best. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm not, I'm not the best at it, but I do the best I can. More than most, you have you guys out there that do nothing. 
you know. Well, so, unfortunately, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, they do nothing. So, you know, at least you're giving back to, to the fans, to the community. You're doing your charitable work. And that's hey, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it because I knew it. I did it because it, it was ingrained in me. I learned the hard way, let's just say. Sometimes you got to get things pounded into you a little bit, but uh, Art Anderson gave me a butt chewing one time that <laughs> really, really made me go, yes, sir, you know? So, uh, and then there was one time, no long story, that, that it came to Stinger, it was like, wow, brought us both to tears. So, uh, you know, when you give a chance to go back to, to people and, you know, you get a chance to broaden your perspective and Everything else, you, you really, really, really do make the most of it. So, you tend to go on about it for all of it. Well, a lot of people, they look at wrestling, oh, you're a wrestler, and this is who you are. But, you know, wrestlers are people. They're human. You know, you... you, you hey, yeah, we, we, we still breathe. Yeah, you breathe, you cry, you laugh, the whole nine yards, and that, that, that's what it's all about. You know, it's, you know you're, you're, you're there, you're doing what you do, but at the same time, you're there... And you're human, so a lot of people seem to forget that. They think you're a machine, that you can go in a ring, do this, do that, and that's, that's how you are outside of the ring, and that's not a fact. Yeah, they forget that, yeah, we are human beings sometimes. They do, they do remember that we are machines, or they do think we're machines. Yeah, no, it's a, no, we are real. Yeah, you're running a gimmick. I mean, look at what they did to Chris Jericho. The poor guy got out of his car and he got attacked by a woman. You know, I mean, things happen. Because oh, I know. That was weird, wasn't oh, it? Oh, my God. People get, get too crazy. Too crazy, you know. But, look, you're doing some great stuff. Uh, the, the piano bar, the electric piano bar is in Georgia. Uh, that's in, in South Carolina, It's right? in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Hilton Head, South Carolina. Um, you know, people, if you're there. It's South called the EP, actually. If you ever look it up, it's called EP. Instead of what your piano would it's EP uh, on Hillnet Island, so it's, it's it's easier known, it's easier remembered that way. Okay, EP. So. Now, now, Scotty, do you have any events coming up that you want to plug while we have you? Um, right off the hand about the, uh, the, 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 the next, actually, wrestling event I got coming up is... Uh, I just actually got it September in Austin, Texas for uh, Anarchy Championship Wrestling. Me and Jerry Lynn and Lodi and Sigboy will make an appearance there. We're going to be doing a little uh, eight-man tag, a little uh, ECW flock-style craziness if you get the, uh, the, the just of it. So it's going to be fun. But uh, How's your right album? now... Uh, right now, I'm still just enjoying life, uh, kind of taking it, you know, as, as it comes to me, so. How's your I'm elbow enjoying doing? it. The, the elbow's doing good. I've had my third surgery on it in December, uh, where I fractured a bone, and it took 13 screws and two steel plates to fix it. Wow. So I've taken out except for, uh, three screws, just had a surgery to, uh, Fix the um, the nerve damage, and uh, it's it's getting better. It's gonna be a lot better. So uh, just kind of, you know, that's what I'm doing. The uh, the six man, eight man tags. 
night for the fans, but, you know, still uh, maintaining my health. Yeah, well, you have to stay healthy because you want to continue to do this as long as you can. And you Andy to- Steven, or, oh, God, had his name. Ah, good grief, he's going to hate me for this. Don't, don't, don't. I'll remember him. Don't sweat it, but that's... Or, or you'll, you'll plug him for me. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's out in Austin, right? It's out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and it's going to be in October. Okay, all right, good deal. Well, we'll October just... 19th. Well, we're going to have you back on the show, uh, Scotty, because I think we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I think you and I could stand on phone for hours and talk about all this stuff and not get bored. You know, oh, but... brother. <laughs> I did like four or five hours of the high spots video. These guys are going. Scotty Riggs was talking about things that he wasn't rambling, but out of uh, idiocy, he was so detailed. It was incredible. So Chris Jericho used to ask you what time it is, and he go, "Scotty Riggs is supposed to be." I'll tell you how to build a watch, but never tell you what time it was. So. Still known for that. That that's 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 good. I think that you're gonna have a lot of stuff uh, going positive uh, in your direction. I think the future is bright. Uh, I want to thank you for taking time today for the interview. It was insightful. You know, the bottom line, it was real, and that's what we're all about: is being real, getting the real oh, stuff dude, out I mean, there, man. I, I have no bunch to pull. I'm as real as real will give you, brother. Believe me, you're every great, time. You're a great guy, as I said. I am certain of this, that your future, whether it be in the ring, big screen, little screen, whatever it may be, is going to continue to shine bright as you move forward. I believe in that wholeheartedly. Thank you, my friend. And believe me, it was uh, my my pleasure doing this GCW radio show. Believe me, it was my pleasure. Excellent. Thank you, Scotty. You guys take care. And that was Scotty Riggs. Uh, remember, you can find out more about Scotty Riggs by going to MySpace. Uh, MySpace, I believe uh, it's MySpace.com backslash Scotty Riggs. Facebook again, Scotty Riggs, and uh, probably on Twitter as well. So just look up Scotty Riggs and you'll find him. He's a great guy. And uh, for all um, of those Hollywood types that are looking for someone of substance, well, this is a guy you want to look at if you're looking for someone with a gritty voice. And that's about it for this segment of uh, UCW Radio. And we'll be back with you next week. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you.